Hello, Edumagicians. Welcome to the Edumagic Podcast with your host, Dr. Sam Fesich. Dr. Sam is a professor of education, author of Edumagic, and a pumpkin spice latte fan. This podcast is designed for pre-service teachers. Remember, friends, teaching doesn't begin at graduation, but during that first class at 8 a.m. Let's get this party started. Miller of the Ditch That Textbook Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great educational podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Edumagicians, it's Sam. And before we start into this episode, I want to share with you about an amazing resource. It's called the Educator Candidate Member Portal. AAEE provides you with resources such as virtual job fairs, a job board, interview tips and prep, resume building, webinars. You can even get a copy of the Job Search Handbook digitally. So head on over to aaee.org and create your free Educator Candidate Member account today. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Edu Magic Podcast. My name is Dr. Sam Fesich, and today, today I'm going to be showcasing Brittany Caldwell again. If, if you remember, she was back on an episode all about online tools for teachers teaching social studies. Well, today she's back and she's going to be joining us and sharing about building relationships in the virtual space. This podcast was pulled from the Kappa Delta Pi Student Teaching During COVID webinar series, where you can sign up over at bit.ly slash KDP Student Teachers. These are free webinars from 2 to 2.30 every Monday. We have a different guest and topic, so make sure you sign up to get the recording and to learn more. I look forward to seeing you over there. Without further Without further ado, here's Brittany Caldwell. Hey, friends. Welcome back to another Edgy Magic Monday. We're going to get started in about a minute. And today we have with us Brittany Caldwell, who is going to be sharing with us all about how to build relationships virtually in the online space. She's going to be sharing out practical strategies that she uses each and every day with her students. So, Brittany, welcome to Student Teaching During COVID and Edumagic Fun Days. We are pumped to have you here. I am so excited to learn alongside you. And friends, I got a sneak peek at her presentation. It's amazing. Brittany, welcome aboard. I'm super excited. This is definitely a subject that is dear to my heart because I'm in the trenches with this right, right now. With um, all this transition, last minute transition um, into virtual teaching. So I do teach AP United States history and U.S. history in Atlanta, Georgia, and it is an 11th grade course. We are still EOC testing. So um, we it is an 18 week course for U.S. history. So we still have an EOC at the end of the semester. And it's just been a very a whirlwind, a whirlwind. And step one, I believe, is building the relationships with your students. Let's go. So today we are here to talk about making connections and building relationships with students. I know that I work in a county where it is not required for my students to have their face camera on. And a lot of the time they're just on like mute and no camera. So like I tell them, oh my gosh, you guys, I feel like I'm teaching little initials. Like, begging, can you guys, can I get an a bit emoji? Can I get 
something, you guys. So here's just a couple of steps and tips that I can give on ways that I have built relationships with my students during this time. So just some cute little quotes, you know, why is it important to have relationships with your students? Well, the strength of our student relationships makes the difference in translating our passion for teaching into their passion for learning. Um, I'll always say a child will do anything for you if they like you, if they have a connection to you. They will give that effort. They'll put forward more versus if they just do not know you and do not care about you. Um, teachers who put relationships first don't just have students for one year. They have students who view them as their teacher for life. And that we all love that compliment. Oh, you're my favorite teacher. Like, I loved her. You know, they tell all the other kids who are coming into your class the next year. We all live for that. You know, it's a it's a teacher compliment that we love. And it's important for you to have those relationships. And it sucks that during this time, it's hard to do it online. But here's some ways. Like I said, reasons why student-teacher relationships are important, it leads and it has been proven to increase academic results. Your students feel safe and comfortable um, with being motivated. They have a reason to keep logging in. A lot of these students really do not want to be just sitting at the computer all day. If they feel more connected with you, they'll feel more obligated to log in for you, you know, keep you happy, um, be engaged. Having a strong relationship with your students can also make interacting with your parents a lot easier. Um, you know, it boosts good behavior, I believe. It's just all around conducive to a better learning environment. So step one, um, I, before school even started, I actually posted my welcome open house. Since we can't have a physical open house, I posted it on my Instagram. I can tell you guys, Insta parents like Instagram too. Parents, students, even if you don't use Instagram, any platform that you're comfortable with, um, I would not recommend like really Facebook, but <laughs> any other like platform that you're comfortable with. I made my video welcoming them, telling them what to expect. You could also do flyers. So like um, I said, giving advanced information on who you are and getting personal, not too personal, but your favorite things, um, where you went to school, what's your dog's name, what's your cat's name, what's your favorite color? These are things that just make them look at you as a person and not just a teacher online. Um, it makes parents feel more connected and students include your photograph, just like you want to know what they look like. They want to know what you look like as well. I also included my login information to make the first day easier. Um, I don't know where to log on to. Well, it's actually on the welcome flyer. So let's knock out two birds with one stone to make it easy to translate. Make your welcome letter attractive. Make it appealing. Make it bright. Bring energy into that first initial meeting so that when they look at the flyer or look at the video, they can be excited to get to know you the next class. And Brittany, you do have, you have a favorite tool, right? You have a favorite tool to create these flyers? Canva. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bro, listen here, all teachers hear you. Canva Pro will save your life over and over and over again when it comes to, they have like YouTube, flyers, Instagram posts, Instagram flyers. They have even student worksheets, welcome home letters. They have everything. They do offer the basic free to educators, but I did go ahead and invest in the pro. It's worth it. 
and it's taken me up a notch. I am not one of those graphic people. I look at people on Instagram and I'm like, how are her graphics so good? Even on Teachers Pay Teachers, I'm like, I don't understand how they're doing this, but Canva has made me a competitor for sure. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I just have the free educator account. I love using Canva. It's free for educators. Friends, if you want the link, just um, DM one of us and we'll send it to you. Uh, maybe I'll even put it in our show notes, uh, our show notes, our webinar notes uh, for later today. Um, and Brittany, this is just a great strategy to have, whether you're virtual, hybrid, or traditional face-to-face, -to, -face, to have um, a welcome letter and a, a you know, welcome students to your class, letting them know that login info that they'll probably need anyway for a traditional learning space, but this just amps it up a bit. I love this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I love the videos, honestly. I, I'm a video person. <laughs> the, the letter can go with, so that's always the good news, right? And you always look fabulous in all of your posts. Oh my goodness, I love it. I love this. All right, let's I keep going here. What else we got? So incorporating fun movements when you're getting to know each other, um, incorporate movement, raise your hand, clap your hands, um, stand up, grab your throat. It's easier with people who have kids who are required to show their video. But like for me, where a lot of my kids, I'd say about out of 120, I've only seen about 10 to 15 bases. So we'll do the raise your hand or put an exclamation in the chat box if type things when you're getting to know each other, um, students can kind of see who is similar with them. So I'm like reading out their icebreakers, which I'll get to. I'm reading out certain questions, you know, put your hand up if you have a dog. Okay, Michael, tell us which dog you have. Kind of just little active things where they have to actively be engaging to learn about one another. I'm using classroom surveys and reading the results out loud. I asked them at the beginning, of the class, how do you learn best? What are some of your favorite activities? What is your favorite thing to do? What are you afraid of? What has been the height of COVID? I basically sent out a survey so I could kind of get to know them individually. And then during class the next day, I said out loud, okay, well, a lot of you guys seem to like X, Y, and Z. So those type of things that kind of make it a holistic group experience, have each student share a fun fact or have them raise their hand. I was spot calling on a lot of students and just, hey, tell us like three things that you want us to know about you. And I just love going down my random list. It keeps them very engaged because they don't know who's gonna call, who's gonna get called on next. And also make sure as a teacher, you're participating too. Um, always sharing about yourself as well. Just little games that are fun when you're getting to know each other. Yeah, I, I love this idea. It keeps them on their toes because you never know when you're going to get called on. I think that's fantastic. Introducing a class constitution. Rules are way easier to follow when you feel like you had a say. So I'm just like from day one. So guys, what do you think are very rude things that people could do online during online learning? You know, let's sit down and just think about ways that we could adhere to respecting each other and especially me. Class rules, students are more likely to adhere to rules when they have a hand in creating them. As far as a virtual setting, a lot of children do not know the perfect virtual etiquette. I've had to sit down and teach my children how to not put three sentences in the subject line and why that is important to not do and how you should at least say good morning before you're emailing. So there's a lot of things that we have to address 
and um, make rules for. Ask students to create rules for their new virtual settings and write them down as a class constitution. Save it in a file that's accessible to them along with the syllabus and course materials, something that makes it easy for you to go back and reference. Um, this shows your students that you care about their feelings and value their opinions. It gives them the opportunity to really be able to critically think about ways that they could be disengaged or um, be seeming disengaged or disrespectful online without you necessarily having to point them out. It's a great way to also build that community in the classroom and allow students to engage with one another before we go into the content. Yeah, and this is a great strategy, again, for virtual learning and then also for your traditional learning spaces where students can create that that class constitution and agreed upon rules. And you're right, when they have buy-in, they're more likely to um, adhere by those. Exactly. Absolutely. Anytime that you're, I just plugged in my picture, I don't know why. <laughs> Anytime that you're addressing your students, I had the biggest issue with this when we began. I had to say their name like over and over again, and I say their full names. And that's another reason why I randomly call on students anytime I'm even just giving a lecture and I'm like, okay, so, um, you know, Daniel, paraphrase what I just said to you really quickly for the class in a different way, you know, so that keeps them on their toes, like we said earlier. And it also allows me to now I kind of know Daniel's voice because I've called on him multiple times. Um, when they're speaking, sometimes I can't really, when they speak out on the mic, I can't always tell who is who. So I've asked them, say your name before you begin speaking. Like, hey, this is Daniel, blah, blah, blah. Um, it makes it easier for me. So just always go out of your way to relate the name with something. Um, students hearing their names makes it feel more personable. And I always try to at least spot out, like, it's say they turn in an assignment. The next day, I'm like, you know, hey, Inquavius, class, I just wanted you guys to know Inquavius killed it on this assignment. And X, Y, and Z, like, you know, use, use their names. Call it out. Go through in the beginning. You can go through and play the A through Z game and ask students to raise their name and say their own name out to the class so that you know how to pronounce them. So I'll start with A. All my A is raise your hand. All right, take it from the top. Your names, you know, and it makes it a lot easier for you also to know how to pronounce their names and for everyone to kind of see a list of who's in the class, what's going on in here. I love the shout outs to students. You killed it on this assignment. You're slaying this work. Nice job. You're pronouncing their names properly and calling them by name, knowing that they are seen, heard, and valued in your class. These are fantastic strategies. Um, keep, keep them coming, Brittany. I'm going to flip you. to our next slide here. Perfect. Use the virtual background in Zoom to show your favorite places. So some days I'm in my kitchen. Some days I'm in my office downstairs. Some days I'm in Paris. Some days I'm in Mexico. Like, keep it engaging. Some days I'm in my dad's office. Some days I'm outside. Keep it engaging. You don't have to have the same background all the time. Use it as an opportunity. Um I feel like my students, I've kind of like grown a relationship with them. They see my dad walking behind me and they're like, oh, good morning, Mr. Barber, to my dad, you know, sometimes. So sometimes your background can make them feel more relatable and engaged with you. Or even if, you know, you don't want to show your home, 
Um, hey, you guys, I'm in front of the Eiffel Tower today. I've never been, but who has been? Who's been to France? Just as a beginning conversation starter, use your background as a way to grow closer to them and keep it engaging. Hmm, I wonder where Ms. Caldwell's going to be today, you know, versus that same old white wall. It just it's a conversation starter. OK, I'm going to have to start changing up my backgrounds. Yeah, no, it makes it super fun. Said, this just kind of touches on what I said. It just allows them to get to know you better every day. They're excited to log in. And also, I'm a very big advocate for recording your videos. And, you know, even if you're just somewhere super cool and you want your students to know, sit down and do your lecture there if you have the time. And it just looks really cool. I mean, we all live for a nice aesthetic. Um, be real and transparent. That is the biggest way to build relationships with your students when they know this is not some weird teacher robot. On the other hand, who does not know me and I don't know. I'm like, you guys, whoo, I am struggling. At the beginning of the year, I was very transparent with them about my anxieties, my struggles, my nervousness. And I'm like, you know, I wish I could see you guys. Um, I teach for relationships and the interpersonal interactions. And that was my main drive for teaching. So this whole virtual learning experience has been a doozy for me because I feel like my main passion has been kind of like snatched from under my feet. And I don't really know my students. And it's been just like a process for me, which is why I've used these strategies and now we're feeling better, right? But um, <laughs> if you're struggling with a lesson, even during the lesson, be honest with them. You guys, hold on. I thought this was going to work like this, and it's not. Give me a second. I'm looking for something else for us to do. You know, use those failing moments as opportunities to grow closer with them because I'm sure that they have those moments every day where they're feeling very confused, very lost. Um, I even made a video where I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is I just feel so bad. Like I'm doing everything wrong right now. And they actually, a lot of them made me feel better. Like, no, I mean, you're actually beating yourself up. This is not that bad. We can't tell it's bad. And I'm like, oh, well, perfect. So it's like, it works out. Um, explain to them that you're working and y'all are learning together. When you're not just acting as a teacher and you're acting as also a learner, it makes you feel more personable. Right, it really does. So coming alongside them and learning learning alongside them, this is new for everybody. So how can we work together to make this the best learning experience for all of us? And I love how you said, guys, this isn't working the way I thought it would. Just give me a second to find something else. That has happened to me as well. Or like I'll plan a lesson and like I'm like, mm, I don't think it's going to land very well in the virtual space. Let me flip it a little bit, try some different materials and just be vulnerable with them. Hey guys, want to try out this new tool. I've never used it before, but let's learn it together and let's see how that goes. And just being vulnerable, I think really does show your students you're human and you're making those connections and you're learning too. I actually even witnessed my son's teacher do this and he's in the second grade and she is amazing. And she was like, you know, guys, your behavior is really hurting my feelings. Mm. And I feel disappointed. I feel frustrated because I've given you guys a lot. And she was just being really transparent. And then they all tightened up like ASAP. So I was like, well, don't oh, we do God. that sometimes in the traditional space? Like, okay, guys, let's come back together. Let's have a, yeah. you know, 
Yeah. yeah. And I just really, I appreciated the realness. So let students, like I said, let students see you make mistakes. It's okay. They're understanding. And I feel like it makes you more likable. Get to know your students. Um, there's no question that students will find it difficult to engage in whole class settings. So I always say, okay, you guys, like I'm going to hang out after class is over. If you want to chat, let's chat. You got 10 minutes. You know, ask a question. Let's hang out. Do you want to say something off the record? And I, I had one time where no one had their camera on the whole class. As soon as class ended and I'm like hanging out, it's like seven people show up with their camera on. And I'm like, really, you guys? Really? But some people just don't feel comfortable in that big class setting. And that's when I've really gotten to know most of my kids is off of the class setting. And like just during my office hours that are online or during just, um, you know, times after class. So we don't know what a lot of these kids are going through. A lot of my kids are working, others are babysitting siblings while they're doing their own work. Some do not have full connectivity. So providing them with opportunities to get to know you and ask you questions is very important. Making yourself accessible outside of those synchronous hours, which can be frustrating for us as teachers because we know on those days off, you want your days off. But I tell them, all you have to do is message me to schedule an appointment and I will meet you on Teams and we can get it figured out. So that's been really good. I've, Like I said, it, it's just worked better in small groups or one-on-one -on -one for me as far as getting to know them. And I can tell like throughout your social media, you were just all about relating to your students, getting to know your students, building those relationships are number one before we can get that content out there. We got to get to know our students, traditional, hybrid, virtual, all the things. Yeah, for sure. And getting to know their interests, what excites them. I always ask them, like, what's your favorite thing about history? What's your favorite time period? What is what really like just moves you? And in that process, you learn about them and what they watch and like what they do. And I learned that I think it's Call of Duty actually has a lot of world war ii references in one of the games or he's like oh yeah i know about the treaty of call of duty and i'm like awesome like well let's see how we can turn this into a project for you you know so it's just asking questions to where you get the answers that you need to drive more targeted instruction yeah absolutely let's keep them going Brittany. this is fantastic i love this graphic you have coming up next yeah, well, you know, and it says it all. Instruction is very important. Content is also very important. But, you know, real life relationships, a lot of people think it's small, but it's it's still very important. You know, it's very important. They all go hand in hand. And I know that we're in a rush with me. I'm such in a rush for instruction and content right now because of this end of course test. But at the end of the day, I always do stop and take time out of my class periods and just talk and just how are you guys so what's going on like I started class off today like so tell me a low from yesterday someone tell me a high you know how are you guys okay CC how's your pet you know just take the time out and focus on real life to make it feel like a real classroom because that's probably what they miss about class too you know those minutes before the bell or giving you a hug or talking with their friends before class starts during the bell ringer, you know? So you got to give them that free time in our class too, a little, if you can, you know, or facilitate that type of discussion. 
Right, just having those conversations with your students in the moments between courses, between sections, between Zoom meetings. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what else do we have here? Um, just a couple of little tips. Do frequent check-ins. Like I said, I randomly just, even if I'm in the middle of lecturing out, Keith, are, Keith, are you there with us? What are you doing? I'm choosing randoms. Do frequent random check-ins because it's really easy to put your computer on mute and no camera and play Fortnite on accident when you should be paying attention, right? So we need to make sure that they're listening. Master the soft start ease into class. Maybe just start off with something for the news. Hey, did you guys hear about this? Did you guys see this on the news? Something to just kind of ease your way. Very um, with synchronous and asynchronous. Offer your remote office hours, like I said, and encourage students to come. Hey, you know, I noticed that you haven't been doing your work. Let's meet at this time offline and let's just kind of chat face to face. Try to have your camera on if you can during that time. Ask students for feedback. So I don't necessarily do a Friday feedback as much. We do FaceTime Friday where I ask them, can y'all please put your cameras on for this day? Let's do FaceTime Friday. Let's chat. Let's talk. Let's do a discussion. Something that makes it fun to where we're looking at each other. And they really like that. So they can commit to Friday is like making sure everything's all together. <laughs> so most of us are on the cameras on Fridays, FaceTime Fridays. So that's been good. But I do also ask for feedback a lot, not necessarily on Fridays, but I think that's easier for some teachers to just, okay, so how was this week? But I'll ask kind of throughout the week for a lot of feedback. Incorporate group work and mixing up groups and they hate it, but it is imperative. And like I tell them, my, my students have hated me assigning them random group work, but you need some type of socialization, <laughs> like get on out there. Do not take lead in your class all the time. Make them talk to each other. Right. And within your synchronous meetings, some of them you can do breakout rooms. Maybe they can collaborate there on a dock in a, in a synchronous meeting or something like that. So they can connect with each other, communicate, collaborate, all those good things. Yeah. I've been giving them projects that actually also require them to talk with one another outside of synchronous time, you know? Nice. Yes. Yeah. Another make it work out there. Um, like I said, outside office hours, that's just a picture of me and my kids. I asked them if I could post it of us just kind of hanging out and just hanging out. If you notice, I'm like actually in my room and we're all just kind of chatting offline and it was a fun chat. It was just a fun chat outside office hours. And yeah, I think it just is a good look overall. <laughs> Yeah, and not just connecting about content, but connecting, having that relationship, having that human to human contact and just saying, let's just talk about our days. What's going on? What how, what can we do? You know, that type of stuff. What can we do to support one another? Absolutely. This is great. And Brittany, I know we're finishing up today. There we go. This is what I was looking for. Um, so would you be able to share how we can connect with you over on, over on the gram? And I'm going to go on over to our questions and see what questions we have for you. Um, perfect. Please feel free to contact me at Caldwell's Classroom on Instagram. If you're not an Instagrammer, chat Caldwell's Classroom at gmail.com and I definitely email back super ASAP. Last time I did this panel afterwards, I had so many emails actually, which was so exciting and I, it was great. So please, if you have any questions, veteran teacher, new teacher, we, we all like feel like new teachers right now, kind of, but <laughs> anyone please feel free to reach out to me. Like I said, Caldwell's Classroom on Instagram, chat Caldwell's Classroom at Gmail. 
Perfect. Awesome. And Lisa mentioned here in the chat, um, whenever we go back to our Zoom backgrounds, all the different ones you get, you were talking about, she said, maybe even have students make backgrounds as formative assessments. That's a really cool way to assess their learning, have them create a background. That's really That's cool. That's a great idea. Honestly. I love that. I love Especially that. Me with U.S. history, we could get into a lot of geography type you know? Yes, yes. I'm liking that. Thank you. Brittany, this was awesome. You had some great content to share with us. Lots of practical strategies, great for virtual, hybrid, or traditional learning spaces. I think that, Brittany, I'm going to call you out. You killed it today. Nice job. All right, friends, I have 2.30. I want to thank you so much for spending this half hour with us today as we talked about building relationships in the virtual space. Some do's, some don'ts, some practical uh, tips to take along the way in your teaching journey, whether you're a field student, a student teacher, a practicing educator. Brittany, thank you so much for your time today. And I know that these participants got a lot of info, great strategies that they can implement right away. So thank you so much. Have a great day and thank you guys for inviting me. All right, friends, if you enjoyed this podcast, and I know that you did, if you enjoyed it, head on over to bit.ly slash KDP student teachers, and you can sign up to attend for free from 2 to 2.30 on Monday. I look forward to seeing you there. To find all the notes on today's episode, head on over to sfesich.com slash podcasts, and there you'll see all of our notes for today. Remember, friends, you have the edgy magic within you. There you have it, Edu Magicians. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share it with your friends. For more Edu Magic, check out sfesich.com and follow Dr. Sam on Twitter and Instagram at sfesich. Until next time, you have the Edu Magic within you.